2: Tournament. now who shot who not? Tell me who got, who shot on the store. You tell me who fly who cop the who drop. Yo, I gotta go you that we won't stop. Baby, baby, can't you see? Sometimes <laughs> you gotta hypnotize.
1: Welcome to an all new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. We did it. It's Friday. We did it. We did another week. It wasn't that bad. Well, it was actually this week, this week was kind of bad. But we made it, and that is that is the whole point. And once again, I want to thank all of the guests that we had this week. Sophie Ross started us off on Monday. Then we had Samuel Burke with his DNA Discoveries uh Suddenly Family podcast with CNN. Uh he was amazing. We had uh Danielle Brands by Bravo, she was amazing, and Thursday. We had Victoria Lee uh, at Asians Who Watch Bravo and just all incredible people, incredible stories, so many laughs. Uh, so if you haven't checked out any of those, I really strongly suggest if you need a laugh or or just some noise in the background. Hey, by the way, noise in the background, that should be the, <laughs> if you want noise in the background, may I suggest this podcast? This is no <laughs> noise in the background, um, but I always... I always never plan on doing a Friday, but then it gets around, and I'm like, I gotta keep that line of communication open. And I know I'm, uh, it might be overwhelming, but I do it for myself as much as anybody. And and I had to do it because Kardashians came back tonight. This is Thursday, keeping up with the Kardashians as well as Summerhouse. I haven't seen Summerhouse yet, so of course I'll be doing a full recap on the Patreon with Emily Clayton. Uh, and oh, by the way, you guys. I'm a podcasting machine. I did two recap episodes of Real Housewives of Dallas, this week's and last week's with Kate Leggeko. Uh Last week's Summer House is on there. I also have Real Housewives of Miami, episode three, that just got on there on Wednesday with Maritza Lopez. And Real Housewives of Miami, I am, can I say, I'm fucking loving it. I am loving it. 2011 and it just gets better. It's like a fine wine, but I'm just I'm having it for the first time. I've never seen it. So it is like a kid in a candy store of all new ladies to love or dislike. That and that's we we have to have both. You have to have the love and you have to have the dislike for it to be a true housewife show. Um so there is plenty of recaps over there, but today I wanted to celebrate. You're going to hear Bill Bill and Becky Bailey, of course. They got to say hi. And it's just a quick 15 minute. And then I'm going to do a recap of the season premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The Kardashians are very close to my heart. Uh, you know, But at this point, they're like family. And, you know, it's that family you, you love to hate. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. So I would be remiss if I didn't celebrate the return of their 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 show. It's the 20th season and their series finale, supposedly. I'll believe that when I see it. We still don't know what that Hulu deal means. Um, but I wanted to recap. And, and if you don't know, this is how uh, this was one of the big. St- well, I mean, I started podcasting on a podcast for my uh, my old job as an acting teacher uh, called Conversations, because uh, I worked for Leslie Conning Company and I talked to actors. And that was my first podcast that I did. And that was like. Gosh, I I done did that for like five or six years, but it wasn't intense. It was like one every couple of weeks, you know. And then I moved to realizing stuff, which was a, a just a Kardashian podcast, um, and with my my co host Kara, and uh, that was great. But I did I wasn't aware of the Kardashians. I mean, I knew of the Kardashians, just wasn't aware of the show. Um, so I didn't. Um, So when I saw the show, it was like for the first time. So it was all new to me. Uh, And and all of you guys that had been watching it for years and years and years, you know, it was part of your fabric of reality show watching. But for me, it was new. So I was like, what is this? And as you guys know, with any reality show, I take them very personally. That is why you don't, hey guys, and also Kim, Chloe, Chris, whoever's listening from the Kardashian clan, I'll never like Tristan. You can try to get me to like Tristan all you want. It's never going to happen. So you just waste, you're wasting your precious camera footage because I won't like him. Tristan, I'm sorry. Tristan, you are through with me. I will never like you. So this whole point, this guy, the season premiere has a lot to do with Tristan still hanging in there and I'm done with, it. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. What a waste. I just, it, Chloe to me looks like a big gigantic clown and I don't mean she looks skinny as hell, but I'm saying she looks like a clown. This is a guy that made her look like a fool multiple times. And now he's like, yeah, I love you, Chloe. I'm here for everything. Where were you the first time around, dude? And by the way, I get that all men are fallible. I get we make mistakes, but uh, I'm already getting mad. I'll save it for the recap. Anyways, a couple of things before we go into the weekend. Uh, Remember, Justin Bieber's album comes out today. Huge, you guys. Justice. I'll be doing a full Review of Justice uh, with my friend Megan, I believe. So look forward to that. Uh, I'm going to break down the whole album, which I'm frankly, I'm scared of. I I, I I don't know if I I don't know if that's a it's like a suicide mission. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that is something that uh, that you should look forward to. Also, I wanted to say a thing in the news today I saw is that there is rumors that Oprah might be doing a full-length sit-down interview with one Miss Britney Spears. Now, for that would be a pop culture explosion. That's like the Big Bang Theory. That could just, like, uh, tear a rip in the wrinkles of time. And, like, we might not exist anymore if that happens because it just seems like that would be just... That would be too much. It would be too much to ask for. Like it was like, could we could we possibly expect that? But if we do, Oprah would be the one to do it. The thing I worry about that is, you know, with the Royals, she's good at. But with Britney, you know, you got to really get in. Like, does does Oprah know her deep catalog? Would Oprah ever sing Lucky? Like, Brittany, what do you ever think happened to a girl named Lucky? Like, would she know the deep cuts to be able to ask her things of like, you know, from from the album Circus, you know? Like, you know, it says you uh, seeked Amy, but did you ever find her, Brittany? But uh, I would be fascinated. Also, the other thing about that is you would have to make sure Brittany's in the right state to do an interview. Because remember, she's gotten a lot of interviews in the past where they did push her to... Um, To tears sometimes, you know. There's a Tucker Carlson one that I can think of. There is the Diane Sawyer one where she started crying. So it would be interesting to see what Oprah could get out of her and if she's solid enough to do that, because at this point, remember, we gonna do what's best for Britney. That's part of the Free Britney movement. And I just don't know if a full length sit down interview that we are all like hyped to see is 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 the answer. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I just thought it was something worth mentioning. Um, But let us get into another thing worth mentioning. And that is my parents, Bill and Becky Bailey. I got to tell you guys, I talked to them. I asked them about the Royals. And my parents do not like Harry and Meghan. Wild. Like, I mean, like, I did not know what I was opening up. It was it was like it was really really interesting so very strong opinion about the royals I have note to self Ryan never ask your parents about the Royals again uh, and I'll see you guys on the flip side here's Bill and Becky Bailey't
2: deny I'm a't deny it no't deny can not deny it i am a fucking lie. hello 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 hello
1: (laughs) Hello. (laughs) you guys are both there good uh welcome back to the program Uh, fan favorites uh you would not uh not let me speak to them this week bill and becky bailey both uh fresh off a full vaccination that's that's correct
2: yes yes Yep. i'm never getting one again i get sick every time (laughs)
1: you you got sick you 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 feel nauseous
2: Oh no, I get no, chills. No, she just feels obnoxious. I obnoxious. <laughs> I'm always obnoxious. I got bad I both times bad chills, bad headache. It's like I have COVID. And they said, yeah, that's part of some people get that reaction.
1: Now I don't I mean, I don't know if you've thought I mean is there any possibility of you being pregnant?
2: Ryan Bailey <laughs> at seventy two. Boy, you wh- where did you lose out your biology? Body? <laughs> what uh <laughs>
0: By the way, I'm doing well also.
1: <laughs> uh, what uh, have you guys been up to?
0: Well, nothing. Uh, well, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, so we went over to Caras and had a really nice uh, uh, corned beef and cabbage and potatoes and had a nice time with the kids. Did you, did, did you drink Jameson's?
1: Over... Did you drink Jameson's? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I went over today and did some more work around uh, their backyard almost getting it done now dad is there is there a possibility that this
1: job will continue for another two years just so you can get away from mom yes
0: <laughs> why i told you not to i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yes, that was incompetent
2: yes. well, <laughs> well <laughs> is it, don't you have to go help chris no
0: no but we're get, it's getting there it's getting there
1: yeah so uh it uh so signs uh so signs of life are continuing to get better out there this this oh, past week
0: yeah very much hey first before i forget yeah uh, uh april 8th michelle and her husband john and their youngest daughter sophie are going to be in phoenix for a, a tournament. well i'll a, be
2: I'll,
1: I'll be down there
0: good yeah, cause we're, cause, go
2: ahead <laughs> uh, you were coming for easter i um, uh, was i I I thought, I thought you, just you haven't given heavy. me your dates yet. Yeah, so I haven't given you, but no, no, I'll
1: I'll,
0: I'll I'll come down and then I'll I'll
1: stay for that.
2: Yeah,
0: hundred percent. When I get, um, you know, the the tournament is up near where we used to live in Scottsdale, but um, but you know, I've, you know, I've been texting Michelle. And she says definitely want to get together, so we're thinking everybody get together at CARES. It'd be a lot of fun.
1: Well, that'd be a blast. I mean, that would really. Yeah. Uh, I would love to, uh, tell old stories and drink some Jameson's, um, uh, absolutely. what, uh, I guess. So, so you guys, I, I don't think anybody believed me on the podcast, but you actually, you, you actually, you guys watched summer house again on Saturday yeah. night without even yeah. being
2: asked. Right. You didn't yeah. make us. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and what did you, what did you think? Was it, did it completely turn
0: you off this time? Any, any thoughts? No, it didn't really turn me off. I mean, I'll continue to kind of watch it because I'm kind of fascinated with it now. But then one of the things, a new perspective on my part was Loverboy. I didn't realize what kind of a jerk he is. <laughs> Kyle. Wait, you're talking yeah. about Kyle, the head of it? Yeah. The guy with the oh, guy that's interesting. Just, you, what, why did you think he was a jerk? He's just obnoxious. I mean, you know, he just, to me, he was, you know. And Mom. I just thought he was jerky. Yeah, no, that's okay, good. No, here.
2: Carl came back. Yeah. And Ciara was reliving some real bad experiences. Yeah.
1: Ciara, uh, Ciara didn't talk to her dad all of high school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and
2: she had a bad um Kind
0: of like um, you and I. <laughs> too. But, um, uh, and the dress girl was still kind of yucky. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah. The, the, the
1: boo. Yeah. Well, mom, you had a crush on Stravi, the, her boyfriend that left. Did you still feel bad for him this week? Did you see the PowerPoint that he put together for her? Yeah. Yes,
2: and I thought that was really I good, th- but I don't want him to come back to her. She's a piece of work. yeah. I don't
0: care for her at all. I I thought he was a pretty good guy. He makes a hell of a sandwich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, what, uh, what what do you think of what do you think of Luke who was trying to uh, get with Sierra and she wasn't giving him the time of day? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> oh, loved it because he's Luke, full of himself.
0: Luke's a Minnesota guy, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He he considers yeah, him no, a down home guy.
0: Yeah, me I mean, you know.
1: And did you like him in there with his guitar
2: singing poorly? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but no,
0: the, go ahead. the show was, yeah, I'll watch it again.
1: Yeah. Mom, you?
2: And wasn't Hannah and Loverboy's fiancé trying to make up and be nice to each other? And kinda kind of threw him under the bus a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I thought Hannah, like, I didn't think Amanda needed to apologize to Hannah. I think it was vice no. versa. Oh.
2: Well, she had to apologize for throwing the drink.
1: Yeah, but that was like—I mean, she threw the drink because that—that girl was smarting off to her all that whole time.
2: I hate to do that.
1: Well, kind of like
0: what the Vanderpump House rules or whatever. When they threw the drink, that one girl. And she yeah, st-
1: it. yeah, and then she slapped her and stuff. And by the and yeah. Lisa Lisa Vanderpump's uh, new <laughs> show is uh, on uh, tonight on E, not on on Bravo. She's uh, it's called Overserved. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to watch that or not, because there's just too much crap out there. I, I mean, I got to at some point be selective.
2: Oh, I see. I thought that, that's why I saw that advertised.
1: Um, so. Uh, oh, and also I forgot uh, this is kind of jumping around, but I talked to a CNN reporter this week who yeah, is doing a whole podcast on DNA discoveries with like family members. Have, have any of you guys taken your DNA test? Like 23andMe or Ancestry.com? No, no, no. no. Because you Abby, remember when Kara used to say like she, she wanted to not be a part of our family?
2: Yeah, she wanted to be part of another family. <laughs> um, Abby did it. But no, we haven't. No,
1: but these are crazy stories where it's like the guy hosting it, the CNN reporter, found out he got his dad one for Christmas, and the dad found out his real dad wasn't his dad, and he was from like a Mormon pioneer uh, family yeah. instead of like a Danish family, like he thought he was.
0: So what good does that do then? I mean, that's
1: what he said. That's the podcast about it, is that like they they sh- they show it and they advertise it. Everybody's all happy, and then the reality of the situation is it's really. Incredible. Yeah, can tear families apart and stuff.
0: Yeah. So how'd you get on the CNN
2: thing?
1: Oh, uh, Maritza, who does all the the beautiful logo work for the podcast oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's she just her. Got
2: engaged, right.
1: Yeah. What'd you say?
2: She just got engaged.
1: No, no, that's no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to think who oh, you're I thinking of. I Maritza. Uh, no, Mar- Maritza, but anyway. Yeah. But anyways, her her she grew up with uh, Samuel, the reporter, and she said, "You got to talk to this guy. The podcast is really good." And I didn't really know. I didn't really know what the like oh is this enough pop culture reality show stuff but it really was it was really fascinating and he actually ended up covering he had covered Megan and Harry's wedding for CNN Inter- international he had oh. like he interned for Anderson Cooper and and uh, all these really big people so it was it was really and like new Larry King it was fascinating
0: yeah,
2: yeah, those really was, two, yeah. Harry and Meghan, need to do their DNA. <laughs> Wait, I, I
1: asked, the, I didn't get to talk about this on the pod last week, and we got a bunch of questions, is I don't get how you guys watch The Crown, but you didn't watch the Meghan and Harry Oprah interview at all. You didn't care about I have, that?
0: I have no desire to I listen to people like that. I think they're spoiled brats. Excuse me. Well, you think they're spoiled brats? Yep. Why? Well, I, they're extreme. well, they're extremely privileged, and, you know, it's just, it's just like, I don't know, you're you, you airing Dirty Laundry. With, with her, Megan, is that her name, Megan? Yeah, Megan, And huh? it's all been part of her big plan, you know?
2: And that's family. You don't I just bash don't family in public. If you have a problem with your family, and I understand they have issues and different well, things they have to doesn't. work out. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. You
2: don't. I mean, it's for the money. She's all for the money, I think. Well, and that's the, just per, my opinion. For
0: the prestige. And yeah. Ho- hopefully she'll get some more voiceovers. Tra- <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get some... Um, no, I just I just and, don't like that kind of stuff. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think all uh, so phony as heck. And I think uh, and I think is Harry. I think he's a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think of the other
1: brother and uh, Kate Middleton?
2: Well, I I like them. I
0: like them.
1: I guess I don't really
0: know them. Yeah. I,
2: really, I think they're stronger, and okay. I think they should <laughs> dump Charles and just go right to William for king.
0: <laughs> I mean, they seem classy and. He knows what role he has to play in in the monarchy and and she's really nice.
2: (laughs) And it's hard to do those roles because Aren't they just figurehead roles?
1: What's that? Uh, Aren't they just aren't they just like figurehead roles? Like they're they're not they're not like parliament. They're not deciding laws. I I won't say it.
2: Never mind. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but they have to go and represent Great Britain in many many things, and yeah. how would you like to be told every five minutes where you need to be next?
1: I, is- I, mom, I used to be married. I know what that's like.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: you get, got that right. <laughs> but no, I mean it is basically Edward. I mean they're the biggest tourist attraction in England, and the you know and everything. But it's just like you know, I mean here's Harry and Meghan. Is it? They got this yeah. mansion. Up to, you know, they don't work. It's all taxpayers' money from Britain.
1: Yeah. Well, that was another big thing, is that that, that the Queen did not uh, give them uh, security since they decided to come out to America, which I did think was kind of wild when you're that popular. Even if you're not uh, directly representing the royal crown, you now are known for that. So to put them out in America during a quarantine without security is wild, you know?
2: But they knew that going into it, Ryan. That was their choice to make. But Charles Payne. Security. Yeah, Charles is the dad. Yeah, he's paying for Harry with tax gore. with taxpayers'
0: yeah. money. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Did you guys? They
2: don't work. I
0: mean,
1: yeah. Did you guys watch the Grammys at all? No. <laughs> actually, it was it was not it was not bad. There was a lot of like actually musical performances, which was kind of nice to see. Instead of, I think they only yeah. gave out like six awards the whole time, but it was actually nice to see live music.
2: You're kidding. They only gave out that few awards? Well, it
1: was all just really centered around the music. It was
0: kind of interesting.
2: That, that And that's what it's about, right? The music. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just, you know, I just turned off all those award shows. Yeah, no, I mean, the awards
1: themselves are kind of ridiculous because it's all objective. And I mean, yeah. are, are you know, any, there's no best actor, there's no best, but it's all kind of uh, just kind of ridiculous anyways. Which, by the way, I got all my... Uh, I don't even think you, I got all the Oscar screeners this year from Screen Actors Guild, but it's like, I mean, I'll bring him down, but do you want to see like Minari and all the, I mean, I'll bring him down and see if you want to see him. But. <laughs> and we have
2: something to give back to and you can too. bring them down, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, let's just see what they're, I didn't know there was anything out there. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, there's a bunch, I mean, a movie theaters in Los Angeles opened up on Monday, supposedly, but it's like at 25% capacity. But I mean, I was like, there's not really any movies to show.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I say ours are open and they've been open for quite a bit, but um, like our governor just opened all the restaurants at full capacity, and oh, the really are saying no. We're going to protect our employees. We're yeah. still going to keep it where we want it to be.
1: How uh, how are the kids doing this week?
2: <clears throat> they're on spring break. Doing great. They uh, you know they're just
1: having a good time. Yeah, by, by the way, Dad uh, sent me a video of them dancing around, and <laughs> uh, it was really cute, actually. And it really it, was. Like uh, Addison was lip syncing, and Connor was <laughs> dancing, but and it very it was it was very it made me smile. It was very childlike.
0: Like the, what uh, song was it? I don't know. Like that's what I was that
1: like. Is. I don't know yeah. what some of the we kids are listening to, to. do
2: it last night for us when they were there for dinner? But Connor got all bent out of shape. Said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It
1: seemed like they were both loving it. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah I know no, they yeah. do. And Kara does fun things like that with them all the time. They're both, you know, Chris is a big kid, and Kara loves to do all that craziness. So they have a good family life. No, uh, no, they're
0: doing good.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you, uh, glad you guys had. Uh, what did you, you guys had corned beef and cabbage last night?
0: Yep, it was really good. Mom made banana cream pie.
1: I had, uh, <laughs> I had broccoli and a, a little piece of <laughs> piece of tuna. So. There you go. Yeah.
2: Hey, there you go. <laughs> At least broccoli's green. And I, ha-
1: and I haven't drank in like uh, seventeen days now, eighteen days.
2: Wow. Oh, is I'm it games since <laughs> I mean, I think it's slower this time because you're older.
1: Oh yeah, and Mom. Uh, I told Dad, but I got my blood work back, and no, uh, the PSA level for prostate cancer is good. Good.
2: Yay, Dad did mention that. Yeah. To me and-, and that.
0: Yeah, you still need to get it checked out because you know, obviously, because I had it, so it's it's in your blood.
1: Well, I'll be there. So, what are you just like a finger or two in there, or what? I
0: don't know. How yeah, do it? How'd you, how'd
1: you do it? You do it? <laughs> yeah, mom, mom, will you check me? No. <laughs> and by the way, mom, you owe me five dollars. I do not have gonorrhea.
0: Jeez.
1: There you go, Um. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to do a quick checkup because this is for the Friday yeah. episode. Um, and by the way, dad, uh, you always end with, uh, don't hate and it's, that's such a great sentiment now because especially, uh, I had a, a guest on yesterday. Um, it's uh, her Instagram account is uh, Asians who, who watch Bravo. And we were talking about all of the, you know, the horrible thing that happened in the, uh, the Asian and Korean community in this past week and this past year. And it really is that sentiment of just, you know, don't hate. Is that like, hang on. There's hope. Don't hate.
0: Also, Hey, Becky, Becky, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan yeah. You guys, you guys are kind of reminding each other. <laughs> uh, I just wanted a message to I think it's Susan in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes. Thank you. Oh, seriously thank 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 you, Susie for Susan for straightening out my thoughts about the cruise ship docking in Vancouver, and and I didn't realize Canada was still under such strict quarantine. I, I, oh yeah. I did not realize that. And then because oh, yeah. um, Vancouver is just a beautiful beautiful city. So, but shout out to Susan for straightening me out there. Appreciate yeah. it.
2: Yeah. We're not going to get to do any cruises for another e- oh, two yeah. years. We don't need to worry don't, about that. Wait, wait, want.
1: wait. I don't know. But see, I don't know. It seems like everything, like all of a sudden I'm seeing concerts pop up. I, I mean, I really don't know. Like it seems like it could go uh, a bunch of different ways.
2: Yeah, cruises, just uh, a, a bunch of them pushed back and canceled again.
1: Okay, well. the
2: next few months. They just can't get – what What's ha- What the, the issue seems to be is there's people from all different countries on these cruise ships – and they're landing in ports, then these ports don't want people from outside when they don't know um, you know, their health situation. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully uh hopefully, yeah. Uh hopefully it all works out. Yeah. So um oh wait, and mom, will you step in the other room right right for a second? I need to tell dad a secret.
2: <laughs> oh it'll um, be right, it'll it be one second. Send me your dates when you're coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll da- I'll to- definitely be there for Easter and for Michelle.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be cool. That'd yeah, be
1: I, I would love to. Yeah.
0: Hold on, she's she's kind of taking her.
1: She's time. dawdling. Feeling bad. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, uh, a lot of uh, listeners wrote in to say, Arizona, you can get weed delivered for free now. Can you really? Yeah, and it's like the, the, there, there's a mint dispensary that's offering free edibles to coronavirus vaccine recipients. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out more. But you did get a lot of emails to let you know that it is <laughs> wi- readily available. So is this a
0: great country or what? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, a, it's a positive way to end the the, 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 yeah. the segment. So Becky, yeah, mom, I'm you're back in. Goodbye. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, but again, I think that's great. We that you're coming in for Michelle. That would really be. A yeah, life no, life. I actually
1: really will look forward to that. That's something to look forward to. Mom, and say goodbye.
2: Birthday, it's a big one.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Twenty-five. I I do like uh,
0: Michael on on Office. That's what she said. <laughs> Bye. Say, say goodbye, goodbye mom. mom. Don't hate, Bye. Faith, hope, and love. Love you guys. Yep.
1: Love. love you. Take care. Oh my God, the passion. The passion of my parents. Whew. Amazing. Uh, they really are the best, though. You know who else is best? The Kardashians, baby. Yeah, baby, it's me, Caitlin. With the uh, preview, I see I'm in this season. I heard Chris say my name, baby. Yeah. Did uh, did you guys see Caitlyn Jenner was on The Mass Singer? <laughs> There's all this. All of a sudden, Caitlyn, I see Caitlyn pop up on... Uh, all these uh, Twitter things of like, it's me, Caitlin. Ah, I was in this costume. Ha <laughs> Oh, J Lo. <laughs> this is pretty tough, J Lo. I'll tell you that. Like, Caitlyn is just so funny to me. She's just always so pumped up and positive, and you know me and positive. Like, I'm not positive myself, but I love people like that, like Garth Brooks, Caitlyn, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to give it my best shot. I can't sing for shit. I'm going to be on The mass Singer, baby. Woo! Um, so you just have to appreciate anybody with that attitude. But yeah, on this season, I think Caitlyn does make an appearance, and because there is a scene in the full-length preview where – Chris is like, I don't know about talking to Caitlin. So I bet she comes back for the final season. Um, So this is season 20, episode one. We get a very intense voiceover, you guys, from Kim. And it says, for the past 14 years, our family has invited cameras inside our home to document our most personal moments, the ordinary and the extraordinary, our triumphs and our tragedies. And we have so much more of our journey. To share. And by the way, when she was doing all of this, there's like clips of the past and clips of all these scenes. And then they start showing new clips, and it's like, Kim had just said, like, we have so much more of our journey to share. And then the clips start, and it's like, ooh, let's do a pool obstacle course. Like, that's what you want to share? That's your journey? Is like pool obstacle courses? Get the F out of here. And then we see Caitlin being brought up. We see Chloe talking about a surrogate. We see Kim going, I feel like a fucking loser it is iconic in season 20 to get a full-blown kim crying scene those are like bitcoin you know they're just worth so much money and there's very few of them oh my god that's a great sentiment Ryan. um we see scott and courtney where courtney just courtney always looks like she's just you know what here's my theory on courtney i want to call her courtney gump Courtney reminds me a lot of Forrest Gump. She's just there feeling the vibes, eating out of a big salad bowl, and people just talk things around her. And she goes, it's very sunny today. And Scott will be like, that's a great point. Um, I I, I think our kids are the best as well. You know, it's like Courtney is just always there feeling vibes. And I do – I want to do DNA testing to find out where Courtney learned – Learn to say vibes, because I want to. I want to arrest that person. I feel like she's overused it, and I'm not feeling the vibes with her saying vibes. You know what I'm saying? Um, So then Kim and the voiceover goes, "There's one last chance to keep up." (laughs) So our farewell season, and then we get this dramatic little slow mo thing of Kim doing a talking head and taking off her mic. Very symbolic, folks. Very symbolic. Uh, we opened the show with the uh, ding, ding 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 um, ding, so with a which is a song by Francis and the Lights. I wish they would go back to that old the. Uh, I can't say or hold a tune, but remember that like the kind of it sounded like carnival music and had some whistling in it. I want that. I don't want this like family, family. And you just see family footage. I don't want that. Don't make it it cheesy. Don't make it classy. So we start off. We're in Scott's house. And Scott is packing. He has a closet full of hoodies. Um, Chloe is in his closet with him. And she says, you know, she lets us know it's been four months since lockdown restrictions and, you know, things are starting to lift the restrictions. She lets us know we normally go on a family vacation. And since we can't do that, we rented a house in Malibu, which is just funny because like Woodland Hills is kind of already close to Malibu. So it's just I mean, if you really wanted to impress me, I would have built like a dock structure on the water. Like, I would have wanted them to see in some kind of James Cameron avatar, like, in the middle of the ocean. Now, that would be impressive. Like, put them on the island that they did Cast Away on with Tom Hanks. Like, let them all have, like, Wilson volleyballs. Can you imagine, Scott? Like, Wilson! Uh, Chloe asks, Chloe asks Scott, she goes, where's Sophia? Uh, doesn't she live here as well? And he says, um, no, no. And there's a talking head, and Scott goes, your world gets so small. After spending 24 hours a day with a person, quarantine kind of created a problem. <laughs> and she goes, she goes we kind of saw some things in each other. I totally realize I'm not your average single guy. I have your th- three children. I have three children, and I'm close to the kid's mom. I have some baggage. But hey, it's designer baggage. I also potentially have a coke problem. <laughs> it's such an idiot. He goes, he tells Chloe goes, you know, we said we would take some time and, you know, see what it's like, you know, away from each other. Scott is a grown-ass man. She's in her early 20s. Like, this is—I I really love—there is a painting of Sophia Ritchie in this that I don't know if I believe. And I don't—I like Scott a lot, but I don't know if I believe that Scott is a victim. I really—they push this narrative so hard. Scott pushes this narrative so hard that I would expect in this ne- next week to hear um, some kind of— um, some kind of thing from, uh, from Sophia, you know, like, it just seems like you're a grown man, Scott, like take it on the chin and just shut your mouth. You know, she's a young, she's a young lady. Don't blame it on your wild life with your, you know, oh, my life circles around my ex and my kids. We've obviously seen that's not the case. Like your, your life circles around changing your hair colors and seeing what 18 year old you can bang at Art Basel, you know? Uh, Chloe says she gets anxiety by seeing Scott's empty hangers. So I don't know. Unpack that, s- psychologist. Uh, her makeup is very wild. She's very tan in this scene, if you noticed. So we're in a new scene, and we we see the beautiful Malibu vacation home. And folks, it is beautiful. It's right on the water. Very lush greens. Uh, Kim Kardashian pulls up with Corey Gamble. Corey Gamble, of course, being Chris Jenner's boy toy. Um, Chris says. We haven't left our house in months. Also, you don't have to leave your house in months. These people's houses are like small towns. Remember when we saw Chloe quarantine in her bedroom? Her bedroom being bigger than all of the bedrooms that I've ever had in my life. And she was like, I'm trapped in here like an animal. (laughs) Um, So Chris says... This place ain't too shabby. And by the way, I do know Caitlin does live in Malibu. So I was like, hey, neighbor, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Yeah, baby. I'm on one tonight. Um, This is where Saint's first birthday party was. Kim lets us know Uh, her friend Diane Jenkins owns it. And now we get to rent it. I bet it's something insane. I bet it's something like a couple hundred grand a month, you know. Scott comes in with Chloe. Uh, Scott goes, it took us 20 seasons, but we made it to Malibu. And I will say that is crazy. Like it really does harken back to a time of like 20 years, 20 seasons ago, 14 years ago. They would never have guessed their lives would have taken this many twists and turns. And that's why you can, for as much as I get made, uh, make fun of this, you can get very sentimental with this show because it just shows you how much life can change so quickly. 14 years isn't that long, folks. And think about how many changes in their life there has been. Um, Chris says, "If you skit, if you squint, it's like we're in the French Riviera okay, Chris, or how about you're just in Malibu? Malibu's a pretty nice place. You don't have to pretend you're in the French Riviera. Um, Courtney pulls up. She's like, I had to put air in my tires. Uh, huge Courtney. For Courtney to put air in her tires, I feel like that's, you know, in 20 seasons, I feel like, wow, Courtney, to see her learn like that, to put air in tires, is just, it's huge. I couldn't, I couldn't be prouder. Um, Chris says, we're not living here, but we're going to spend a lot of quality time here. So basically what Chris is saying is that they're all just going to kind of like have this as like a, a fuck pad, kind of like, you know, just a hang pad on the like, so everybody's welcome to stay there. They're not going to officially move in here. But it's kind of I think where they chose that they could actually shoot their show and all be safe. Uh, and I and I put at this point that I, I wrote that You know, it's like the Kardashians life is one big Coachella. You know, for Coachella, for me, I went to like 13 or 14 of them is that it was always so cool is that you'd always get to the house that you rented with your friends. And you're like, wow, this is so not like my normal life. And that's their whole life is just going into one big house to the next big house and comparing pools like they're at the point where they have a top 10 list of their favorite pools they've been in. You know, like that's literally their life, you guys. And that's why it's not aspirational in the sense that we don't really want to be them or deal with their shit and we can kind of make fun of them. But the aspirational part is, wow, everywhere they go is super clean and big. Oh, that looks nice. You know, like you can already feel sometimes I'll see one of their beds and I'll like, oh man, I bet I'd get good sleep on that. You know, like you, that's the aspirational part for me as the bad boy of podcasting. Um, Scott is laying down on each bed, testing it out. And Chris says, you're like Goldilocks testing out each bed. Uh, Kim says it's the, the, it's been the best that, um, the kids have been in Wyoming. We never, I don't think hear Kanye's name in this and Kanye's absence is felt. I will say that Kim says it's been the best, uh, to have the kids away though, because she is studying you guys. For the baby bar. And the baby bar is not a baby. It's the bar exam, but it's a test for the bar exam before you actually take the real bar. They call it the baby bar. And Kim has been studying 10.5 hours a day to get, she's been in law school. She wants to get her law, law license. And after year one of law school, you have to take the baby bar. The test is seven hours long. You have to do four hour long essays. There's 300 multiple choice questions. It's graded on a curve and only 20% pass. And I know this, I know my friend actually, Megan, who's been on the pod many times, she has taken the California State Bar this year. And it's everything that Kim says, it is that and more. Like you have to, you're not, you have to know all the law. Like it doesn't matter what you're specifying in, you need to know all the law. You have to have it all in your head. And the essay part to me is just shocking because it's like, I don't know if I, I just, I I'm not that good a, a strong of a writer you know like I mean to have the information is one thing and then to put it in essay form just seems so impossible like I hear this and I got to say like it's very impressive to me. It's very impressive that Kim is doing this when you don't have to. Also, I watched that Operation Varsity Blues documentary on Netflix about the, uh, the college admission scandal. And they were like paying people to do like SAT tests and stuff like that. And Kim says, you know, like you have to be in front of the computer. They have to videotape you. There's a special software program. But I bet the rich people could still find a way to cheat. In fact, like that would be a cool Mission Impossible movie of like trying to get Kim Kardashian to pass her bar by cheating on her exam. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Doodaloo, doodaloo, um... Kim also lets us know the whole world will know if I fail because the results are public. Remember Shane Simpson from Real Housewives of Orange County, Emily's husband? We found out he didn't pass the bar after he spent a whole season gaslighting Emily and then went and stayed at a hotel to study because he didn't want to take care of the kids. And then he still failed. So, you know, it's public. Uh, JFK Jr., rest in peace, failed two times. Uh, Her dad, though, passed the first time. And Corey goes, you'll pass, kid. He goes, Corey goes, you'll pass. Corey's always really soft-spoken. He goes, you'll pass, Kim. Thanks, Corey. No problem, man. You'll pass, Kim. She's worried about the essay portion. I'm worried about that as well. Um, her favorite ones are contracts. She loves studying contracts, and which is she must know contracts at this point. Torts, which torts always, and I'm dieting, so it's hard to say the word torts because I just think of Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Um, so that's hard. We're in a new scene, Mason, Mason, the pimp, Courtney and Scott's kid is there. Just hanging, just chilling, enjoying the vibe. We don't get any dialogue from Mason. He's just there. And that's all you need him for is just a little, a little, a little spice, a little something to spice up the main course. Uh, Tristan shows up big, tall ass cheating Tristan. And this is when I was like, fuck you. The fact that he's just walking into houses, he's very tall uh, my friend Christine, uh, Bianca via said that Tristan was looking good too. And I'm like, no, 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 there will be no Tristan apologists that I know in my family. No, 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 no. You state, It does not matter if somebody's hot folks. Oh, also army hammer, uh, got accused of rape today. Got, uh, they're, they're investigating and, oh, I wanted to make this announcement. This is very exciting. Sophie Ross, um, she has agreed to be my Monday guest for the time being to come on semi-regularly. There will be a couple ones that she will probably not be able to do because she is moving, but she is going to continue to be my Monday guest just because I have a really good flow with her. She's just great about pop culture, and she just knows everything, and super funny. So I hope you guys are as excited as I am to keep having her back. I'm really uh, hashtag blessed on that one, and I actually mean that, so uh tristan rolls in thinking he's the shit and um chris tristan says you never get this uh time you know oh yeah also he has a talking head you guys he gets an actual talking head and i'm like jesus effing like oh are you cr-? And tristan's like about the quarantine he's like you never get this time you know until you retire in, in basketball and chloe's like he's a great dad and tristan says Then they're back in the thing, and Chloe's like, I'm going to get shit on by a bird. And Tristan says, it's good luck if a bird shits on you. Is it good luck if you cheat on Chloe a bunch, Tristan? Because you're the luckiest man in America. Uh, This is the point when I was like, oh, my God, Chloe looks exactly like a clown, like like Ronald McDonald. Um, So Chloe says you know, she never imagined having True be an only child. Um, True is getting older and she thinks it's time to have another kid. And, th- th- you know, she's talking just her and Tristan, like, out on the uh, the backyard overlooking the ocean. And Tristan's like, yeah, uh-huh, I agree. Yeah. And he's, like, shaking his head like a jackass. He's like, like a bobblehead. He's like, yeah, baby, I agree. Like, imagine this, because this is, like, the culmination of years of ass-kissing now of getting back in the good graces where she will allow his seed to enter a embryo you know like so this is huge and i'm just sitting there going oh my god can somebody help chloe apply her clown makeup this is so weird and th- but then it tri- but then tristan says "Well, chloe says we're not together romantically oh, come on chloe don't lie to us i'm not you know what do I look like, do I look, do I look like Khloe Kardashian? I'm not an idiot. I'll tell you that much. So don't treat me like a Khloe Kardashian. Um, and Khloe says, yeah, we're not romantically. It would be like he would give his seed and they would install it into my embryo. And she's like, I'm thrilled that is on board. And they both say they think this is going to work. By the way, Tristan is at that point of the trying to get back with her that he'll literally agree with anything she says, anything. It is ridiculous. Tristan in a talking head says, you know, one step closer to putting our family back together again. And he goes, and you know what? Yeah, you know, maybe Chloe can't fall in love again with somebody else. But you know what? Better not. Better be me. You know who else said that? OJ. I'm joking. He does. You know, I will say Tristan doesn't seem violent in any sort of way. But it is interesting that there's a huge OJ connection with Chris Jenner, as we all remember. Uh, so anyways, you're both clowns moving on. New scene. Kim is on the phone with Sam Farkas. Great last name. Uh, She is studying on the baby bar. He works for a a test prep course called Barvery. And Kim is superstitious. She's uh, taking the test in a few days. She spends 12 hours studying. And he's asking her questions. He's like, when do you apply the UCC sale of good? And she says something and he's like, correct. And she says, I think studying is honestly an up and down roller coaster. There's days when I feel like I know it all and days like it doesn't make any sense. He goes, what's the mailbox rule? And she doesn't know it. And he goes, whichever acceptance comes first. And then he goes, what if the rejection comes first? She says she's memorizing concepts, concepts, but sometimes she's not understanding the concepts and it's hard to compartmentalize everything. I feel like that with podcasting, Kim, I'm with you, babe. I get it, Toots. I, I, sorry. Uh, a new scene. Uh, we see some Kardashians swimming, and then we go to Scott and Courtney in the Malibu vacation rental in the uh, living room of some sort. They probably have like 10 living rooms. Uh, Courtney has a big old wine glass. It looks like it's filled with white wine. And Courtney's like, I'm definitely moving in here. And Scott goes, You drinking some wine there? And she goes, Kombucha. And then Courtney goes, I like the vibes here. (laughs) She goes, it's a certain era, but I like it. Uh she asks what's up with uh, uh Scott and Sophia. She's like, "What's up with you and She's like, "I was told by the producers to ask what's up with you and Sophia. I heard you are on a break." And then Scott, you know, being genuinely into it, he goes, "Ah oh, man, I think people, you know, they come into our lives. And I think it's easier, you know, than than they think it is with our lives, but it's very true that we we do." We come with a lot of baggage, you know, and Courtney is just listening and I can't tell if she's actually listening or if she's thinking about how many calories the kombucha has. Like, I don't know where her mind literally is like, could be listening, could not be listening. I don't know. Scott says, you know, when it sinks in to the uh, partner and it becomes real life, it's very different. I don't think I could do it if it was the other way around. Scott says. I even put it out there to Sophia that taking care of you is one of my priorities. LOL. Have we ever seen Scott take care of Courtney? Have we ever? Like, honestly, the Kardashians, I don't want to say Courtney, but the Kardashians have always been there to take care of Scott. But have we, look, Scott is a, I think, a really decent father. But I don't know if we've ever seen Scott take care of Courtney. So it's kind of weird that he's like, Courtney, I told her that I need to take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Courtney, can I pour your kombucha for you? I'd like to take care of you. Um, uh, He goes, Sophia's being a real trooper. That's when you know you're in a weird relationship is when somebody calls you or refers to you as a trooper. It's like referring to somebody as a, a generous lover. Like, never a good sign. Like, he's a generous lover. Like, that's weird, you know? So uh, Scott then pushes it further and he goes, I, I don't know. Are we just going to, like, grow old traveling the world together and with the kids and just moving from one house down from each other our whole lives? And she's like, it's great that we can do that with the kids. I do think we have to be respectful of our relationship. And it's, you know, some bullshit. And There's a talking head. Court says, I want Scott to be happy. The other person will have to understand it's a positive thing that Scott and I are so close. I appreciate he prioritizes me, but the biggest thing is that he prioritizes himself. Glug 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 glug. That's drinking kombucha. Um, they've been they they have been schooled by a therapist or somebody that keeps saying it's a positive thing that Scott and I are so close because I believe it's said like four times in this episode. New scene: we see old beach footage of all the kids playing on the beach back in the uh, the day. Uh, Chloe sits with Malika, her friend, at the Malibu vacation beach house. And Malika says something fascinating. She goes, your posture is so good. And Chloe says, thank you. I'm aware of my posture. <laughs> I think that's one where the director goes, I don't know, just say whatever. And uh, Malika's like, I got a thought. Could I say that her posture is good? And she's like, that's great. Let's go with that. Um. So Chloe lets Malika know that she was at the doctor's and the doctor said her eggs are too fragile. None of her eggs survived the thawing process. Uh, she lets us know that eggs are delicate. There is a high chance that not all of them will make it in the thawing process. And she thought a handful would survive, but none of them survived. And now she has to start the egg retrieval process all over again, which there is nothing to laugh at here. There's no jokes. This is actually a real journey that a lot of women take and, you know, um, To put yourself through that to uh, to grow a family or to have a family that you want is just it's just a heartbreaking process that sometimes ends in a lot of pain and sometimes ends in a lot of joy. But um, I know even Sheena Shea went through it. Remember, Um, so she's letting them know that they're having to go through all of this again. Tristan is going to be a part of it and give samples. Uh, Chloe says it's definitely annoying, but she's going to go for round two. She says it sucks that all the hormones that go into your body to do this, to make these eggs, you know, it's scary, it's stressful, it's hard, and we will see what happens. Uh, New scene, we have Chris, Chris Jenner, the matriarch, calling Kim, and she's like, how did you sleep, Kim? Kim went to bed early because it's the day of the baby bar. She studied until 9 p.m., the baby bar is in a few hours. Can we find something better to call it than a baby bar? Like, I keep thinking it needs to be suckled or like, have we fed the baby bar? Who are we breastfeeding the baby bar? Um, Kim lets us know she hasn't taken a test in 15 to 20 years back in the old Ray J days, as I like to call it. She feels either she knows it or she doesn't. But she has done all she can. And like that's. How you know when you really back in the day when you did study for a test and you just wanted to get it out. I was like that with scene work, too, and acting or auditioning. You're just like, I just want to get this over with and get these lines out of my head that I keep going over again and again and again. And I totally get where she's coming from. Kim Kim says there is just so much information. There is no backing out of this now. She says my dad used to brag forever that he had passed on the first try and none of his friends did. So you have the pressure of that. I thought there would have been a nice touch if we had the Robert Kardashian hologram that Kim bought for Kim's 40th birthday kind of razzing her like, hey, Kim, it's me, Kardashian Robert. I bet you won't pass like me. I'm a genius. (laughs) Kind of like an Urkel, like, didn't I do that, Kim? It would be great if he just popped in on the final season, the Kardashian version of Roger. Um, Kim asks for Chris's good vibes. Once again, drink every time they say vibes. Uh, New scene. We're at Kim's house. The test starts in seven minutes. She's put on her favorite Skims pajamas. Great product placement, Kim. Even when she is taking a test, she knows there is money to be made, and I respect that about Kim. Uh, She wants to feel all comfortable and cozy, and the only way to do that, folks, is with Skims. That's right, Skims. They will fit close to your body or loose if you want them to. They're doing the test online, and you have to install software on your computer, and you have to be in an empty room. You uh, have to look directly. You can't look around because the computer tapes you taking the test. And they don't want to see you looking up because there might be information written on the walls. Um, and she wore, she's wearing adult diapers because she might have to pee during, so she's just going to piss herself, she said. Um, new scene. uh all the girls, Chloe, Kim's friends, Jessica, Kindle, they're all having a party to celebrate Kim taking the baby bar. But Chris, of course, we see this with all reality shows now. You always have that. But we kept the guest list super tight. Everyone was tested before they got here. Everything is completely safe, even though we see like 40 women in a very small area. But it's cool. Whatever. Um Kim walks in with no with her with her skims on, no makeup, wild. There's just piss stains everywhere on her sweats because she's obviously pissed herself during the baby bar multiple times. That is all true except for the piss stains, but it is fun to watch Kim stroll in without like the Kim makeup on. Like it is fascinating to that. It's like a superhero transformation. It's like it's like if Batman wasn't a cowl in a cape, it was just extreme makeup and you know falsies uh she says oh the fact that they all came to celebrate me is really cute she studied like for 10 hours to every day for the last five weeks straight i have to say this was the point where i wrote where's kanye you start to really notice his absence in the fact that these are huge moments in a person's life These are huge moments in a person's life, and all of these people that are close to her are there to celebrate it and know Kanye. And I know he has the kids in Wyoming, but I I have to imagine this is definitely everything is already taking hold in the sense of their relationship dissolving at this point. Chris says, your friends are – Chris makes a speech, of course. Your friends are so proud of you for doing something so crazy. We haven't been this proud since the Ray J tape. I can't wait to see where you're going to go from here. No, she doesn't say the Ray J tape, but she says they are proud of you for doing something so crazy because that's what it's so funny. Rich people know that they're rich, so anything that they do of substance from that point on is, like, crazy. Like, oh my God, you learned something. You have no, you do not have to learn anything at all. You're rich. This is crazy. You want to help people? What? Get out of town. That's, you're crazy. Like, I love that rich people treat each other like that. Like, you're learning a language? Why? You can pay people to speak your language. Um, Kim, Uh, they have these masks that they made everybody for COVID safe. And it says Kim is awesome. And I think we could have gone a little better than that. Why don't we just have Kim is my lawyer on the masks. So there's a uh, Kim cake with Kim on the couch studying. That's on the cake. Uh, We see their cousin Cece is there. Kim says the test went really good, but she is so tired. She walked away saying, I knew every last thing. And that's pretty confident. That's good. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, if she did pass or not. Uh, Chris says, I'm so proud, pass or fail, I know her dad would be proud too. And then it would have been a great moment, hologram. Robert comes out and goes, I am proud, even though I did it on the first time. (laughs) And then makes farting noises for some reason because he's just, he's wild. Um, Courtney says she's eating. She's like, I won't ever lose the quarantine five if I keep eating like this. (laughs) Okay, Courtney. Okay. New scene. Uh, Chloe is filming herself talking about taking all of the hormone shots. She hates the way she feels with all the hormones in her body and cannot wait to be done with it. We see her loading up one of her shots. It's, you know, a whole process. New scene. Um... Scott is in the backyard of the Malapu vacation rental with Chloe. And Scott goes, there's a whole vibe down here. Drink if He said vibe. There's a whole vibe down here with seats in a different area where we can look at the ocean. And then Chloe goes, we'll have our evening snacks there. You know what? I have my evening snacks in the same place every night. In my bed, naked, huddled up and crying. The fact that these people get to do it overlooking the ocean is just... It's a true testament to their talent, you know? Uh, Chloe says, I saw you and Sophia spent the 4th of July together. Um, and Scott's like, yeah, you know, she came to me and explained all the things that make her feel insecure and why it was so difficult to be with me. And Scott was like, she said she likes to be the center of attention, you know, and Chloe's like, well, that's very mature that she said that. And she's like, she said, I feel like, you know, the last thing you do, like I'm sometimes your last priority. So we decided to hang out and see how it went. Scott says. He's like, you know, it went good. And that's that in a nutshell. And he goes, she totally deserves to have more attention. We've been together for three years. I want to make it work and see to it that she is a priority. I have to imagine Amelia Bedelia Hamlin watching this. And it's got to be like... I know this is going to sound extreme and I might get hate mail for it. It's got to be like what I am – like on a very PG, PG scale, what like R. Kelly's ladies that stuck by him even after like everything was falling apart. And they were like, no, he's a good man. We love him. Like Amelia Bedelia has got to be seeing a pattern here. Like she's seeing like, oh my god, Scott's like that with me as well. Scott – Scott keeps talking about Courtney to me as well. <laughs> oh my god, um, am I am I the new Sophia? and then like Amelia's like doing like long division in her head, like, oh my God, how old am I? Oh my God, I'm a couple years younger than her? What if he's dating me to get uh head cat compute need to call mom for further instructions uh. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. There's a pattern here, and it's really scary. You know what I'm saying? Scott, like, shouldn't be let off the hook for just, like, explaining these things away. Like, she said, like, she wants to be the center. Of, like, Scott, take some responsibility, my dude. Like, you're a grown man. Like, you're a good father. You can be a good, you know, boyfriend and husband, too, if you'd like to be, if you want to be. Um, And Chloe goes, as long as you're happy, we're happy. And then Scott goes, the sun is really strong today. <laughs> New scene. Chloe is driving to her egg retrieval procedure. She's tired, but she's excited because she feels so stuffed with hormones and tender everywhere. But she's grateful, folks. She has an awesome chauffeur. Guess what? She pans over. Tristan's driving her, you guys. Oh, my God. I would love a time machine to see if COVID didn't happen, if Tristan would be driving her. Because it might have been a club night. It might have been a night where he was up too late to go with her. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it must be real love. That's all That's all. the scene is trying to let us know, is that Tristan, they love each other so much, you guys. It is a fairy tale still. Please believe in our fairy tale, Please. Um, Chloe lets us know that during her surgery, he will leave his sample of kick the kids out of the car, folks, semen. Um, you know, they could also bang it out. But Chloe wants us to know that that's not on the that's not on the menu. You know, her cervix is closed to Tristan right now. Uh. She says this bitch is going crazy with hormones, and it's a blessing that we have all the science that we have. But it's a strange way to go about it. And this is in a talking head. And Tristan's like, "Yeah, it takes all the craziness out of it." Fuck off, Tristan. Like, honestly, fuck off. The craziness. Like, you've ex- you, we've had enough craziness because of you. Remember when they had True and Tristan was there? And like, this is right directly after the scandal broke, and had to be in the room with her whole family. This motherfucker. Oh God. Oh. Ooh. I'm just making at this point I'm just making sounds. I'm like, oh, uh, ooh, ooh." Yeah, baby. Ooh. a bastard. Um Chloe says um despite all of this, you know, it's a really we're very blessed. New scene, we find out they have retrieved 12 eggs. She's a little groggy. Uh, would be a great, if she reenacted David at the dentist, that old YouTube video. Um, there was a little hiccup though, with, with that, with her heart during the surgery. And this is when I wrote, oh my God, is Chloe dead? And I think that was just the diet I'm on. I'm very confused because I realized, oh shit, Chloe's talking. She's not obviously dead. Uh, she just wants to go and crawl in bed and rest. Um, and also, I was like, is this safe for her to be doing after she actually had COVID? Like, does the body bounce back like this where it can take this much wear and tear with hormones and stuff? And Tristan is there and he goes, good job, Coco. <laughs> OK, Tristan, we get it. So supportive. New scene. We are in Malibu again. Uh, Corey, Chris's man uh, lover, says, you brought out the magic today, Chris. And Chris says, thanks, babe. I guess. in how she looks. I don't know. Um, they all saw photos of Scott and Sophia and they want to know what's going down. Scott's not here for this conversation. Chris says, it's gotta be a lot for someone of her age to deal with, you know, dating somebody older like this. And I was like, man, Chris, I would love to get Chris's thoughts on Amelia Bedelia Hamlin. Um, she says most women wouldn't put up with that. Interesting. It's always interesting when Chris lets us know what other women would think, because my experience with Chris Jenner, even though I think she's a genius, is she usually takes the, ma- the man side in the relationship off. You, do you notice how that how she I mean, like she's closer to Scott than she is with Courtney. You know what I'm saying? So it's always fascinating when Chris will make a blanket statement about women. I, I really enjoy that. I'm I'm tentative and hesitant when I say that. Uh, Kim says, I wouldn't want, Kim says, I wouldn't want somebody vacationing with their ex. You know, I get hanging with the kids. Sure. But Kim says, what would I want if that was my situation? And if I was in Courtney's shoes, she, Kim says she would want more structure. It's like they're together, but there's no sexual anything. And Chris says, I think them hanging on to each other. They're, or I, Chris says, I think he's hanging on to what used to be. If he has the opportunity to be with someone that makes him happy, then that's what he should do. It's kind of weird. Like, it feels like they are kind of pushing Scott like Scott. You, you kind of need to live, leave the Kardashian nest a little bit. Like, everybody, <laughs> Courtney doesn't want you, dude. Like, it's, it's like, do you guys get that vibe, if you will? I always get that vibe. Corey goes, Corey out of nowhere, which is so weird. Corey out of nowhere goes... You are all beautiful people, and Tristan is the man. Corey, we we weren't even talking about Tristan. Like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, he says, we, hey, can I throw in my two cents?" You're all beautiful people, and Tristan is the man. And Chloe even looks like, okay, thanks, Corey. Thank you. That's cool. Uh, new scene, we see Chris pregnant with Chloe in a flashback, which was cute. Uh, new scene, Chloe is in a pool with Kim. Kim's sitting on the steps and Chloe goes, Kim, your vag is out. We're going to miss that kind of dialogue. That's like Aaron Sorkin kind of material. Um, I'm going to miss that. Um, and Chloe goes, girl, you need a tan on that thing. It looks like a barracuda. <laughs> Do girl? I mean, honestly, honestly, ladies, do you guys do that with each other a lot? Do you guys make fun of each other's badges? Like, I've never, like, nobody's ever made fun of my dick, obviously. Well, also because i have like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the white bolo. But, uh, do you guys do that? Do you guys, like, make fun of each other? Like, hey, what's up, Harry? Like, what, do you know what I'm saying? Does that happen? Like, I feel like that, is that, is it like mean girls with badges? It's just weird. I don't know. But then Chloe immediately goes from vag talk to embryo talk. So it's a lot to catch up with. She lets Kim know her doctor said she would be high risk for pregnancy uh, miscarriage. Um, She says it would be 80% chance of miscarrying. And she almost miscarried with true. That's new information. And she says, I won't get into this on camera. But she's like, all I'm trying to do is bring more love into my life and my family, you know, and it's hard for me to digest like some of the, you know, limitations. Uh, She would feel terrible putting one in and then most likely not being able to carry it to term. And Kim says, I had the best experience with surrogacy. And you already know what giving birth feels like, you know, you'll see that the love you have for your kids with a surrogate is no different than the love you have for your child that you actually, you know, push out. (laughs) I do not think that is the term. (laughs) What is the term for pushing out a for birthing a baby baby bar i don't know so chloe says it's actually really scary and i can't believe all this is happening i gotta say this is the one where i can go with chloe on it is scary like i can't imagine what that's got to be like to really want something and to have it like just determined so much on science and um you know chloe brings the lord into it and you know it just it's just a lot Uh, She says she loved being pregnant with True and it was a beautiful experience to have. And, you know, to know that she won't have that feeling again, you know, it can be daunting and stressful. Kim goes, I just saw a shark. (sighs) Oh, it's a dolphin. (laughs) Okay. so new scene. We're back at Chloe's house, not the Malibu vacation rental. Kim is there. She calls Kim a skinny bitch. Scott is there. Chloe asks, what is going on with you and Soph? We've had now had three conversations. We've had A, B and C. Uh, that was the beginning, the middle and the end of the show where we've had conversations about Sophia. So this is very plotted out where it's like, uh, who wants to ask Scott about Sophia this time? Chloe's like, I'll do it. Chloe goes, huh? Great question. It's taken a turn. I tried, but even doing that, she wanted to put Courtney like out. And I said, the most important thing to me are my kids. And they're the only family I have. Um, And she, and uh, she, he goes, he goes, Sophia's like, I don't want to share with you in court. And then he he goes, she said, I have to choose between her and Courtney. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I have to call bullshit on this. And I think this was really shitty of Scott to actually say this on camera. Like she's a very young woman in a, very, a relationship with a much older man. And like you're making her the scapegoat for this and trying to make yourself out to be some hero because you chose your ex and the kids. Like you, did, did, did this sit well with you guys? Did you guys buy this? I just didn't buy this at all. Uh, I'm so desensitized. I just didn't buy it. Um, and Scott goes, it's a unit. It's a package deal. How could you even want that of me? You know, it it became, and he goes, it became an impossible relationship to carry on with. Nothing in a million years will be worth what we have. Even if the right person in either of our lives would come along that we fell in love with, me and Courtney's relationship would only be a plus to them. Let's see what Travis Barker says, Scott. How about that, bud? How are you feeling now about what you said? Do you feel it's a a plus? And by the way, after Amelia sees this episode, she's probably going to sneak watching it in the bathroom and she's going to come out like, oh, my God, Scott, I love Courtney. Have I ever told you how much I love Courtney? Oh, my God. You guys should hang out more. I'm so not jealous. Please do it. It is so awesome what you're doing without (laughs) – oh, help me. Kim says – Sometimes it's all right to cut the cord, which is foreshadowing because she's going to have to cut the cord with Kanye, folks. That's what we call in the business foreshadowing. Scott says, I trust Courtney with my life. And Chloe and Kim are like, "Okay, Uh, okay, we didn't ask if you did, you know. And I got to say, this is just so basic. And Scott goes, if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. Thank you, Scott. Those are words to live by. Uh, New scene uh, you know, Kim goes, tell me what's going on with your eggs. And we find out from Coco, she has three embryos. There's a 60% chance that any of them will take, which is great. They lasted the four day period. Uh, Dr. Wong has let her know where, uh, they've held up and now they can get tested for any abnormalities to find out if any of these embryos will be cheating dickwads like Tristan. Um, she says, I want boys, but then I want the girl. They can be close in age if the girl doesn't take it's just god saying it's not time for a girl and kim says are you gonna have four kids all together and chloe's like no 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 um but chloe says i've never gotten this far before in this process and i'm grateful and she hasn't decided about surrogacy or not but she's glad to have the possibility of growing her family and have this much love in her life so that's great um new scene Well, that's the end of the episode, you guys, and then next week there is – we we get into that thing where I guess Chloe posted a photo of good America, of her in good American jeans, and Scott wrote underneath it, Tristan is a lucky man. I totally remember this day, and she deleted the comment, and it made Tristan feel weird, I guess. Like, so what, Tristan? Shut the – uh Kim is also struggling a bit we find out Chris Jenner says and then it shows Chris like it shows Kim in the distance like rocking back and forth on a chair and it's like we're made to think she's thinking about Kanye um and uh Kim says yeah or Chris says she doesn't want to talk about it on camera but she's struggling and I do have to say that there has been a moment this episode where Chloe said she didn't want to talk about it on camera and there's a moment so I almost thank you guys that the Kardashians have stolen Bravo's Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo and saw how much the fans love when we talk about production on the shows. Because like, what are the chances that all of a sudden we get two episodes back to back where that's brought up? So I just wanted to throw that out there. Did you guys like this? That was my Kardashian recap. It's been a while since I've kept up with a keeping on Recap, I, uh, I love these ladies as much as I dislike them, and I think that a lot of America feels the same way. Let me know what you thought of this. Even if you don't like the Kardashians, I hope this was entertaining for you. I want you guys to have the best weekend, and I will see you back on Monday with Sophie Ross, okay? Be safe out there. Have a great time. Hang with some friends. Uh, I guess feel lucky if, if you—I if, I don't know. Goodbye, you guys.
2: Betches.